Welcome to the Furniture Artist Podcast, where Erin shares experiences, adventures, and challenges in the furniture artist life. If you love brushes and paint, and furniture is your canvas, you're in the right place. Now, here's Erin from the Bowtie Treasures Studio. Well, hello, everyone. Happy episode number 10. Can you believe we've made it to number 10? Well, I can. I hope so. I mean, that's the goal, right? Let's keep this going. I hope that you've had a fantastic year so far. I just finished watching the Super Bowl, and it's interesting to watch a sport like that, the intensity of two teams competing, and it's pretty evident which players are full with the topic of our episode number 10, and that is passion. Passion is a great word in what we do here in the furniture artist life. And I want to take a few minutes tonight here in the stu- Bowtie Treasure Studio and talk about passion. The last couple episodes, we were talking about community. And oftentimes, uh, those uh, are always inseparable from a standpoint that we oftentimes need our community to help us when we're lacking that passion sometimes. But there's so much that goes into this word, and let's get into it. I want to, first of all, ask you, why are you a furniture artist or a home decor artist? Why do you paint? What is the reason that, uh, or let me ask you, why are you still an artist or a furniture artist? Or in your field, what, what is uh, driving you to continue where you're at? Usually, it could be summarized as, well, I need to make a living, or I have nothing else to do. This is, a, this is my hobby. But sometimes, uh, it's, it would be somewhat unexplainable, meaning you can't explain why you do the hours and hours of work or why you enjoy it so much. I would have to say that there's an element of passion involved. If if you found that you really enjoy it and there's an element that's undefined and you just keep coming back to it, you probably are finding a passion for it. Now, oftentimes, that doesn't always mean you're successful. You can stumble and fall, fall flat many times, but it's what brings you back. If you have over time lost that get up again and do it more element, you probably have lost your passion potentially. I was listening to a voice coach on YouTube the other day describing a musician's voice and song selection. You know how you watch YouTube videos and one becomes another one becomes another one. Well, somehow or another, I came across this guy. I think what captivated me the most was the quality of the video and and the music selection he was reviewing was pretty uh, impactful. He mentioned that a musician needs to be one that is one with the selection. He indicated that the musician needed to feel the music and have his passion come through the music. In other words, it would be like singing a song, but you don't really believe what you're saying or feel maybe the pain in the song. 
I heard a uh, a child sing a uh, song the other day, and I, and it's interesting because the child knew nothing about the the meaning behind the song. It was cute to hear the child sing the song, but you can tell when they don't understand what they're singing. We all say, yeah, this sounds, sounds good, but they wouldn't know anything about the anguish, the pain, whatever it is they're singing about. So the question is, what, what drives you? What Do you feel your peace? Do you feel your work? Uh, let's assume here we're talking about an artistic vision to a certain degree. I'm not saying that you couldn't paint 20 dressers white all in, you know, one right after another and not have passion for it. The passion is going to drive you to want to do that. Passion may drive you to make a living. But passion is a little bit more closely related to the enjoyment, the fulfillment of it, rather than just it's a job. Doesn't mean you can't have passion at your job. Okay, let's get that straight. But does that comment about a person feeling or having passion through their music or through their art, does that work for furniture? Does that work for you in your furniture art? Have you ever defined again why you do what you do? Do you have to be at one with your project? Um, it's a deep thought. I feel like it's an excellent. I think it has an excellent accuracy at least for me and what I do. Typically here in my studio, I have one, maybe two. If I'm doing really well or if the pieces are small enough, I might have three pieces going at the same time. If you have a studio large enough to handle that, maybe you're working in your garage or a studio space, you might be in the same situation. And sometimes you're jumping from one piece to the other just to keep multiple things moving because you can't work them all at the same time. Like you might... Um, top coat one piece and while it's drying you're painting another coat on another piece but why do you have three pieces going is it because you need to keep the pace going or is it just you just can't stop one of the uh, future episodes I, I have slated is balance in fact I talked about balance in episode nine with my daughter a little bit and her work and her business but I think passion almost says, you know what, I'm putting, it's, I'm putting everything to the side, whether it's my time, um, everything else that may be more important, but I'm going to stay on this. I'm going to see it to the end. I do think that there's a lot of things that can drive you as an artist. But um, sometimes, for example, you could move so fast into a project and go so quickly that next thing you know it, you are moving so quickly that you hit a wall because it's like the energy runs out. I, I would almost put that more in the category of uh, the adrenaline runs out. You're so excited. You're pumped. You got this piece. You got it clean. You got it prepped. You're painting it. And then you then you realize after you clean it and you, maybe you get a coat of boss on, you're like, wait a minute, I don't know what I'm doing with this. And then you start freaking out. You know, <laughs> Sometimes it's the passion. There's not much passion. There's the adrenaline of just getting it to the next level, but passion does drive you and push that drill and makes you want to do more. I want to also talk a little bit about the difference between being good at something or 
But being good at something, does it mean that you have a passion for it? You ever see somebody who can uh, maybe, let's say, pick up a basketball and all of a sudden they're just, they just can shoot. It's easy for them. They pick it up. They can release the ball. It can go in the hoop. And they've just been playing a couple, you know, moments or a couple weeks. And you've been trying for years to be good at it. But you're asking them, why aren't you doing this? Well, it's not what I want to do. They don't have the passion for it. There's no energy put forth towards that hobby or that sport to make them want to be good. You know, you've been, you've had that classmate growing up maybe that, he didn't ever have to, he or she didn't ever have to do any work to make A's. We like to use the word sometimes, oh, you're really, you have a gift for that. Or you might say you're really skilled at that. But I think sometimes people can be taught how to do something. What I mean by that, I've had people say, I can't even draw a stick figure. And I like to tell them, you can if you learned how to, or I can teach you how to draw a stick figure. The key is they have to want to draw a stick figure. So when people say, well, I can't even draw a stick figure, what's, it's probably because they don't really have a craving or desire to do that. So if you're painting furniture or doing a craft or doing art, and you're doing it a lot, and you're putting money to it, you're putting time to it, you're enjoying it, you probably have a passion for it. Because again, you could be good at it. You could paint, oh, look, I just painted that lily. It looks fantastic. Okay, next project. You don't really have a passion for it. Does that make sense? Sometimes I feel like the passion is not realized right away. Because you don't even know you love it until you try it. Or you have to have success. Again, sometimes, as I mentioned a while ago, you might try something 10 times and not know until there's something driving you to try it 10 times, but you don't realize it's, there's passion involved. Passion makes you put the hours and the time and the effort in. I think there's an element where someone can hear music, maybe they can play the piano really well, but there's hours and hours and hours of practice involved. I would say it's easier than some for some than others, but just because you can play doesn't mean that you want to play. How many of you have children who took lessons all their life growing up, but they no longer play anymore? It was your passion and not theirs, right? So sometimes I feel like you can judge the level of passion by the ability to go to the next step. For example, conquer your difficulties. If you don't want to get up at six in the morning and pick up the brush and paint, and stay with it and learn it and conquer a technique or something that you're struggling with, you probably don't lack the passion for it. Because you could probably you could get over that hurdle if you put the time in. Doesn't mean you have to, but sometimes we have to we're tapping into the wrong element. We're tapping into, oh, this is too hard for me. I'm gonna give up. I'm not gonna keep trying. As opposed to, I'm gonna put the time in, I'm gonna watch a few more videos. I'm going to get the right equipment. I'm going to get the right setting. I'm going to get this figured out. I'm going to conquer this. You know what I mean? So if you come up with a difficult challenge with your project, do you say, I got this. I will not be conquered by this. I think I have found myself many times telling some of my family, um, I'm going to win. That's a statement I like to say. I'm going to win. 
if you say that, there's a passion behind that. There's a desire to not be the loser in this situation. I'm not saying I always win. But I like to be able to say, I won this one. This piece will not beat me. And we've probably all been to that situation where we've had the peace challenge us. Maybe it it started to bleed on us or it had more damage than we thought or that uh, the, the strokes just weren't going down right or it couldn't get soft enough. The blend's just not happening right. What happens next, I think, is where the word passion comes in. I will, I'm going to win this. I got this. I'm going to pick myself up. I'm going to try a different way. I'm going to learn some more. But I'm going to put the time in and I'm going to make this work. I think that's the difference between a hobby that you're just doing on the side and having passion behind it as well. The passion is going to make you do everything you can to be successful. It's a choice you make. It's a mindset I wrote, it's a, it's a state of mind that puts you in the path of success, of success. But you have to determine the goal in mind. If the goal is, eh, I'll just fiddle with this for a while. Eh, you know, I'll just, if this works out great, if it doesn't, I'm not going to kill myself. That's a different level. Passion brings you back. It drives you to keep going, to keep reaching. Passion gives you a path for, for growth, and a path for success. It doesn't mean you're always going to be successful in everything, but you're going to get there. You may fall down or slide down the stairs a few times, but you're eventually going to get back up and you're going to step back and you're going to get to the top. And I say the top is you define the goal. You have a passion to do the craft regardless of what others think. Have you ever stopped something because maybe you're laughed at, had no community support, and you felt like, well, if nobody's going to support me, I'm going to stop? Passion usually gets through that. And if you're like me, you've had your share of pieces that you've let go, that you put to the side of the room, and you and you said, not to, I'm not working on that. And then eventually, like me, it's on the side of the road. It doesn't quite have the importance or have the elements that you feel like it helps you fulfill your goals. But be careful. Don't, don't let too many defeats get in the way of your success because eventually you will be defined by your failures. To, what I mean by that is you'll, you'll feel like you can't do it Just because you failed so many times. You say, well, that's not for me. Instead of keep pushing through. But don't get me wrong, those, those failures happen. I've had my share of pieces put to the side of the road. I think one time I, I just, you know, I did everything I could on a piece, knew it, it was just done. Some projects can be done. They just literally, you, you tried to sal- salvage them or save them. It's, next thing you know, it's, it's in the burn pile, if you will. And... Um, but I think sometimes, you know, I consider that even success. You've made, you made success by the fact that you determine, I'm wasting my time. This is not salvageable. I'm going to put my efforts and passion into a piece that really needs it. 
because that peace will not define me. Uh, or it defined you by the fact that you made a wise decision to move on, right? Don't feel like it's a bad thing to make the, a decision that you feel may be the wrong one. I'm hoping I'm making that, that clear, but sometimes you have to say, we got to move on. I think what's not necessarily ideal is to have 20 pieces off to the side that are all staring at you saying, we got you, we conquered, we won this one. I think you almost need to stop working on projects and get to that pile and say, I will not be conquered today. Have you ever used the phrase, and I hear this a lot, I'm waiting for the peace to speak to me? Be careful that that's not a, uh, the element of, I don't feel like working on it, or those pieces are too much work. Make sure that you are, sometimes you have to pull those pieces up and say, today's the day. I'm getting to this tough one because it will not conquer me. And have that passion where you, and I I want you to know that in order to sometimes have passion, you have to set things, your priorities accurately or uh, focus on the ability to to put the passion in the right place. What I mean by that is if if I have 100% passion, and that passion is 10% here, 20% there, 5% there, 30%. You are not going to have the power. It'd be like pushing the gas in the car to go up a hill, but you only have 10% motor power. You're not going to get up the hill until you p- put some things to the side and say, I need 70% power to get up this hill. So it could be that you've divided your, your attention, your passion, your energy to so many Little projects, and this is one reason why I like to not have too many pieces in my inventory, because it overwhelms me. It makes me feel like I got all these projects staring at me, like, work on me first, know me first. I need focus. I need determination that I can put all my passion and my energy into that piece. So be careful that you don't spread yourself too thin. A passion for what you love should be clear It should clear the way for for you to get back to the goal or the prize. You might need to simplify the path. Put those blinders on so you can have high level of passion and energy into that task you're facing. You're going to find yourself having more joy in what you do if you have a clear focus because the joy comes not only in the journey but at the conclusion of the journey. But if you're not going through those steps because you're so divided, it's going to be really hard to see that passion all the way through and then be rewarded for that effort. So make sure that as you're going through your projects, you have clear understanding how the passion's working. You've got a goal in mind. And remember that passion could be, I'm passionate about feeding my family. I'm passionate about... uh, filling my booth with projects and furniture and pieces to sell. I'm passionate about going 100% into this so I can see that this is the path I need to take. And so, like I said, sometimes you have to put the blinders on, don't spread yourself so thin, and give yourself a good, good, good try. Attempt at going through and seeing that passion is really there. If you keep going off to the sides in different directions, it's very possible that your passion is really not where it needs to be. 
either might do a ch- might need to do a checkup and say, let's regroup. What do I really want to do? Because if you're like me, I've got so many directions I could go. But I find that I'm always coming back to the same thing. And right now that's furniture artist. So I'm going to focus on that. It may be that I have multiple things that I'm doing to facilitate that, like this podcast or my YouTube channel or social media accounts or doing lives or whatever it might be. But it's all focused around one aspect. Just a couple of weeks ago, I made a, I went and took a blacksmith knife making class. I had a blast at it. I'd love to do more of that, but I have to be careful at that and decide, hey, that was fun, but that's not where my passion's at. Does that make sense? I hope that helps you. So if you're feeling kind of burned out, set some time aside, refocus, grab that piece that's been staring at you and saying, uh-uh, not today. And you could say, you know, I got this. I'm on this one. And bring that in. Get a victory. Get another victory. And keep moving forward. So that that passion that you've been fueling could spark and burn a little hotter. And see if that gives you some momentum moving forward in your furniture artist or home decor or art life. So again, a little bit about passion. Trust you have it. And reach out. Be involved in the community. Probably chances are if you're not alone, uh, you're going to find you're not alone and other people can help spark your, your uh, passion as well. I'm Aaron. I'm here in the Bowtie Treasure Studio. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. Don't hesitate to share it with others. And let me know what you're up to uh, in the comments. Always like to hear from the community. Until next time, y'all take care. Thanks for listening to this episode. Be sure to check out our website, bowtietreasures.com. And if you're enjoying the podcast, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. That way, other furniture artists like you can find the show. Thanks again for listening, and we'll catch you in the next episode.